Now, just about everybody, <coughs> or certainly every literate person, has read your book, In Cold Blood, the story of the wholesale murder of the Clutter family by two young men. How many copies has that book sold in its hardback and paper-covered version? Oh, I really don't know. Uh, but many millions. How would you compare it with Breakfast at Tiffany's, uh, an earlier success? Well, uh, they're entirely different things. They're, one's an experiment in uh, journalism. You see, people are always making this distinction between subject matter and style. What they don't understand is that what is important to me is literary experiments in style. And to me, uh, 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 Breakfast at Tiffany's or Other Voices, Other Rooms, which is my first novel, or In Cold Blood, are really one and all the same thing because they are, it's the, the, the serious part is the experiment in literary style. Then just shifting the style from one subject to another, which is expanding one's uh, creative abilities. So I don't compare one thing to the other. To me, they're all the same thing. They're just further honings of, a, of, a, of a, a, a literary experiments and prose narratives. Cold Blood, by the way, has uh, been made into a movie, which is opening pretty soon, is it not? It's opening in New York and Los Angeles on December the 14th. What, what did you have to do with the making of the movie? Were you yes. active in it? Yes. <coughs> yes, I was to a considerable extent in, in as much as many people wanted to buy this book for a film, but I wasn't at all interested in selling it uh, except to someone who would do it exactly as I wanted it to be done. And uh, this involved many things that, were, that some studios weren't willing to risk which was that I wanted a, a cast entirely unknown, I mean, just all new faces that no one had ever seen, and I wanted it filmed in black and white, and I wanted it done really on, on, on location. I mean, every single scene in that film was, has been made exactly uh, uh, where it happened, including the Clutter House. You know, it's, an, it's, a, 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 it's, a, it's a really extraordinary experiment in realism. One of the remarkable things about the casting was, as I remember, that mm -hmm. the two men who were doing the parts bear a striking resemblance mm -hmm. to the two boys who committed the crime. Did you have to look a long time to find them? About eight, nine months. But uh, they're really uncannily uh, alike. Not only that, but they're wonderfully gifted. They're, that's the <laughs> that's just the bonus part. Well, now that the movie is complete and in the can, so to speak, are you pleased with it? Yes, I am. Yes, I'm pleased with it. It, 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 it. I think it's a marvelous, remarkable film, but you've got to remember that uh, for it to really please me, uh, it would have to have been nine hours long because, you see, all the nuances and all the things in my book, it's impossible in a distillation on a film. The film runs two hours and 20 minutes. And for that, I think it's remarkable. As a movie, it's, it's a, a, a really, really extremely good, I think. You interviewed, oh, I guess, hundreds of people before and during the time that you wrote this book, and I understand that you used no recorder and took no notes, and yet you're able to recall their conversations. How is that? Because I have the auditory version of a photographic memory, and uh, I have it naturally anyway. But even so, when I began experimenting, doing my experiments in journalism, the first of which was called The Muses Are Heard, and was about a trip to Russia. I think it's really, in many ways, one of my very best books. Uh, 
in order to write that, I, my theory is that a journalist interviewing a person must never make notes. They mustn't use a tape recorder, they must never make notes because it automatically sets up a stilted situation, especially with people who are not used to being interviewed, you know. And you must always be right inside of the scene and the action of it, and you yourself must become the uh, tape recorder. And so, having this gift anyway, I then perfected it by using a tape recorder and having someone read into a tape recorder while I'm sitting there, then I will go into the next room and then I will repeat into the tape recorder a half an hour later precisely what the person has just read into this tape recorder and then we match the two tapes together. And more, over, more and more, it took me, oh, I don't know, about two years to really perfect this. In order to do the job that you did with the killers and their personalities mm -hmm. in the book, you had to get very close to them, mm -hmm. uh, to the point, I think, where one of them even kissed you in the cheek before he was executed. Did That's you find right. it difficult to uh, uh, talk with men who are so different? No, because, you see, I've interviewed many, many, many murderers, well over a hundred, well, somewhere, set, I think 70 and a hundred. I mean, in, in, in great detail, I don't mean just talking. Uh, now, of course, I never have known anybody as intimately as I did these two boys, and maybe I've never even known anyone in private life as intimately in my own life, because I knew them better than they knew themselves. And the thing about it is that most people, when they, you can be, talk, say I'm talking to you, and then suddenly somebody whispers in my ear, do you know that you killed four people? then right away, nor in the normal um, process, an average person, that person becomes completely unreal to them. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some kind of failure of empathy that immediately happens. And, the, and all murderers subconsciously feel this. They feel this unreality about themselves in relationship to um, the non-murderer. And with what happens with me is that I, am able to achieve this rapport on the basis of almost seeming to be a murderer myself. I can't describe it precisely, but it's a, it's a quality of, of mind, of following their mentality so well that they begin to get very, uh, very um, free and easy with me and, and, and become uh, extremely um, confidential. Be, but it's because also a great deal I said I confide in them. They, if they ask me any kind of question, whatever it is, I tell them the truth, I tell them the most intimate sort of things about myself. And that's, uh, we, you, in, when you do as an interviewer any subject in depth, really, you can't be just an interviewer. You've got to become a, 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 a really a friend with the person, both ways. 